Today, we're talking to James Sarah, the video production manager and podcast producer at LogicGate, about his journey as a film student to a marketer. We're taking a deep dive on why creative outlets are so important for marketers, and we're hearing from you, the listener, about the songs that most represent you right now. I'm Zachary Ballinger, and this is The Tick. I have with me today James Sarah of LogicGate. James, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Zachary. I'm excited to, to get to know you. We were talking a little before uh, we started recording, and, and this is actually our first conversation. So we're going to get to know each other in, in real time. There's, there's nothing more authentic than that. So I'm going to start with something really basic. So where are you from and where do you live now? Uh, yeah, sure. So I was born in Los Angeles, California, um, but my family moved to Illinois when I was about seven or eight years old. Um, my mom's job moved us here, lived in Niles, Illinois, pretty much grew up in Schaumburg, Illinois, and now I live in the city by uh, Wrigleyville. Oh, that's awesome. So the weather's a little bit different now than where you were you originally born. Uh, how's, yeah. the, how's the adjustment to the Windy City? I know it was a long time ago, but I feel like I would crave the beach and the warmth. Yeah, we try to visit like my family in LA at least once a year. And uh, every time I go back, it's always a reminder of like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it's nice when it's warm 90% of the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was really young when we moved here. So I feel like I pretty much grew up in Chicago. Um, I don't mind the weather. You know, I like wearing layers and getting cozy with a blanket and hot chocolate during the winter. So. Sure, I'm right there with you. I, I live down in Indianapolis. So for for me, I, I love the winter. It's a perfect time to start a fire and, and cozy up, you know. Yeah, it's a little long. I feel like the past few years, it's lasted a little bit longer than I remember. Um, yeah. Or we're just antsier than, than normal. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, so I, I did a little research on you. And you, you went to DePaul as a, as a digital cinema major. Did you go in thinking, okay, this is how I'm going to make my, my path to marketing? Or was it for a completely different reason? It was for a completely different reason. Uh, leaving high school, I honestly had no idea what I wanted to take up in college. Um, I went to high school in Schaumburg High School, and when I was visiting colleges, uh, DePaul was one of the first ones I visited just because it was in the city. And, um, you know, during orientation, I still had no idea what my major was going to be. And then it came a time when we just had to pick. And I always loved doing sort of artistic stuff. Um, in high school, I took a, like a multimedia class where we would make like music videos or just do fun like Photoshop projects. I was like, all right, if I could do anything with like graphic design or video editing, just something creative, I'll probably go with that. And DePaul had a digital cinema program, which at the time I had no idea what that meant, but it was the closest thing to having some sort of, you know, artistic outlet. So I just kind of went with that and um, ended up really loving it. And that's sort of my unconventional way into marketing. Um, my first job out of college was a uh, I actually had a couple of first jobs. They're all unpaid video internships. <laughs> it was really hard to find any kind of like video related job that would pay um, until I ended up at a small tech company in Chicago called Spring CM that was looking for a video intern and it was paying. So I just applied because I needed some money out of college and that was the accidental kickstart to my career. And you've stuck with it since then. So, so what have you clung to since you, you know, you started here in this digital cinema and, and more artistic, but now you're in, in marketing, which is sort of the function behind the art uh, and business. Is, is that what you've clung to or what's kept you in the marketing uh, space? 
Yeah. So again, like uh, when I got that video internship at uh, Spring CM, it just happened to be on the marketing team. I never in my mind, you know, in college being like, okay, I'm going to be on a marketing team doing videos. That was never like top of mind. Um, And just, you know, while I was doing projects for them, helping with like a rebrand or making like customer videos, um, I found like a nice balance between having some artistic freedom with the video, but also making videos with a purpose, whether that was... Mm brand awareness or customer stories or showcasing the product, whatever. And, you know, Spring CM, it was a contract lifecycle management company, which isn't the most exciting topic. <laughs> sure. Um, so a real challenge was uh, finding ways to have fun with those videos and just sort of putting, you know, little artistic touches here and there that I could um, and try to, you know, spice up or liven up um, what was otherwise a rather bland topic. That, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I'm I'm gonna pivot questions before we go back to. Uh, I'm curious how your your career landed you at at LogicGate, but before we go there, uh, you have a dog named Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> and you're in Chicago, so I have to ask: is is Rambo more of a Jordan, a, a, a Pippin, or a Horace Grant? Ooh, uh, Rambo. So he's about eight and a half months old right now. He's very <laughs> active. Um, he kind of does a little bit of everything. So I would actually say he's more like a Pippin. You know, like uh, runs up and down. Uh, he'll catch the ball. He'll throw you the ball he'll run after it you know kind of a utility dog he'll do all the little things correctly so i would say he's closer to a pippin um we definitely treat him like a jordan though (laughs) i think that's uh that's fair i actually have a dog named pippin so it's always uh ask that that question Um, did you name your dog after scotty pippin yes yeah after scotty pippin um, but then also the lazier he got, um, and, uh, the, the more I realized he was not a Scotty Pippen at all, it, it became more <laughs> of a Pippen from Lord of the Rings. So we really pivoted his name, uh, long-term. So, okay. So you, you were at this, uh, contract lifecycle management company, and now you're at LogicGate, which is uh, risk compliance, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so you went from um, one thrilling place to another uh, place <laughs> that's in glamorous. Are you attracted to the the challenge of taking videos and, and spicing up something that otherwise on paper seems a little monotonous? So, uh, yes and no. Like, you know, that's not the reason why um, uh, I've seemed to be drawn to these kind of companies. It just kind of happens. Um, I did realize that, you know, having this video background and specialty, um, Startup tech companies um, is a great place to go to both, you know, have a creative outlet for videos while also helping build up a company, you know, sort of from scratch. Um, and yeah, so how I ended up at LogiGate from Spring CM is um, so one of my coworkers who used to be at Spring CM jumped over to LogiGate and, um, you know, he told me, hey, you know, we're looking for a video guy to help, you know, spice up our brand awareness and just sort of make cool videos to showcase us in a different light. We think you'd be perfect for it. And I was looking for a, you know, a little bit of a change of scenery at the time. So I was like, yeah, you know, why not? Um, but the cool thing was, you know, I did so much of a trial and error run, so to speak, in my seven years at Spring CM, you know, what works, what didn't work um, when it, and when it comes to videos. So having that knowledge and then bringing it to a company like Logigate, I feel like I was already sort of, ahead of where I would have been if I just went into a cold. Um, so I knew the kind of videos that would, you know, sort of bring more attention to a startup tech company. And even though it is, a, you know, governance, risk and compliance, it is a, a technology product. 
So it's not like I completely shifted to a different field. Um, you know, the goal is always just to showcase this product um, in a more exciting light, a more human light. Because when you think of risk management or even, you know, contract lifecycle management, you don't really think of people. You think of like paper and like filing away, um, you know, all these different types of things. So I'm trying to bring a more human element to it. And I, I do love that challenge of sort of humanizing um, a brand like a Logic 8. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And obviously we're, we're huge fans of, of Logic 8 and, and uh, I know Carolyn Chapman really well over there and, and love everyone that, I, that I've met over there. So it's great to hear that, that you're really enjoying it. Now, uh, another side note, um, getting away from where you're at in your career, how much do you love the band Linkin Park? Oh, I love Linkin Park. Uh, they were a huge influence on me when I was growing up. Yeah, so I ask because I, you've got to tell me and everyone about FaceTime Police because it sounds like really <laughs> early Linkin Park to me. Uh, I'll, I'll take that comparison for sure. Uh, yeah, FaceTime Police, it's a band my brother and I started oof, a long time ago, like back when I was graduating college, uh, graduating high school. Um, yeah, uh, we love, you know, we grew up on metal, but we also love like hip hop and pop and we just love blending all those different styles together. Uh, Linkin Park was definitely a huge influence with like the singing, screaming, rapping. Um, so we definitely took a lot of influence from them. Um, but over the years, the past, I would say five years, we changed up our style um, just because band members came and went. So we decided to just become an acoustic duo. So while our older stuff may seem kind of Linkin Park-ish with like the heavy guitars, the screaming, um, our newer stuff is actually just an acoustic guitar and a drum machine, um, still with uh, rapping and singing. So um, definitely have those influences, but uh, the style has evolved quite a bit. Yeah, we're, we're excited. Uh, I, I was excited to find it, uh, obviously. Um, but we're, <laughs> yeah, we're and, uh, you know, on, on top of that, you know, we paint our faces, we wear masks uh, just to give it a more theatrical look because we didn't just want to be two guys, you know, with an acoustic guitar, because I feel you see that all the time. So we're like, how could we dress this up a little bit? So that's where the masks and face paint came in. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, I saw your, your Spotify page and just kind of scrolled through and, and you know, <laughs> click some random songs to, to get into uh, the mindset of, of what the music was about. And it was super fun. It was super fun. I, I can't find this kind of fodder on, on everyone that I'm interviewing. I wish I could. Everyone had like a secret <laughs> band or you know, a play they did that's been recorded. It would be, uh, it'd be really fun stuff to find. Um, <laughs> cool. What is, uh, something that's seemingly on paper unrelated, uh, to your career, but, but has actually helped you a great deal in your career. Hmm. Um, uh, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I guess I would, um, sort of say the band stuff. Um, so being in like a, band and doing everything yourself uh you know we literally had to do everything ourselves so we designed our own t-shirts we recorded and mixed and mastered our own music from our home studio we shot and edited our own home videos uh we book our own shows obviously we play the shows we sell our own merchandise so just having uh, many different responsibilities um for the band it kind of set me up for my professional career of just sort of taking whatever is thrown at you and, you know, making the best of it and making the most of what you have, even if you might not have all of the, uh, the right equipment at your disposal or the right resources, just, you know, doing the best with what you got. Um, 
I think that mentality, that band mentality has definitely helped a lot in my professional career. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I, I hope that people think that I set you up for that because it would make me feel like a better host than. than yeah. I yeah. I, again, for everyone listening, this is the first time, this is the first time we've talked. Yeah, ever. This is great. Um, <laughs> uh, Okay. So what, what's next for you? What, you know, what do you see your career doing? Um, you know, do you staying in video for, you know, SaaS companies and startups, or do you see yourself kind of going a different route? Yeah, I don't know. That's something I've, uh, you know, obviously with the quarantine that we're in, I've had a lot of time to just think about, you know, what, what comes next, you know, what am I doing? Um, I definitely didn't see myself going this route, uh, coming out of college. Again, I didn't really see what route I would have. Um, I definitely like, the job I have right now um, of, you know, creating videos for startup tech companies and really helping establish their brand. Um, I honestly don't know what comes next. I joined this um, thing that we started at Logigate called the Emerging Leaders Program. And even that, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to emerge as, I assume a leader. <laughs> um, but <laughs> like, you know, I'm also trying to figure out what comes next. I, I love making videos. Um, and just not work related, um, you know, still trying to do band stuff. Um, we just released a music video earlier this year um, that we shot and funded on our own. Um, we just put up a merchandise page in which um, my brother and I designed three new shirt designs for our band um, that just went up on Sunday. So really just trying to keep the creative juices flowing and whatever outlet, um, you know, whatever creative outlet I can find that keeps me excited. Cause I feel like once I'm not excited about something, it's really hard for me to continue it. So right now I'm still excited about, you know, helping logic gate out with uh, making videos and helping with the podcast. Hence why our relationship with cast has started, um, which is another new thing. I never thought I would be uh, helping run a podcast um, at a company like uh, back in high school, me and one of my best friends, we tried a, uh, we actually tried starting a wrestling podcast because we're huge wrestling fans. Um, and that was a lot of fun to do, but that was just, you know, us talking in his garage about like <laughs> wrestling. So that was like my only podcast experience prior to coming to Logic Gate. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, who knows? Uh, probably stick to video, but again, the podcast world is equally as exciting. Obviously it's a very hot um, trend right now. You know, I feel like everyone has a podcast, so we'll see where that goes. So what project are you working on right now that you are excited about, whether it's work project or, or home project, what are you, what are you doing right now that is getting you excited? Um, home project, I would say, like I said, uh, we, we launched a new, uh, a t-shirt store, uh, for my band FaceTime police. It's at below the collar.com slash FaceTime police. If I can plug that. Absolutely. It'll be linked in the resources, uh, below. Oh, perfect. I appreciate that. Uh, when it comes to Rambo, obviously Rambo, has his own Instagram page that's at Rambo underscore MOI. Um, so just like having fun with him. He's my first dog. So literally anything he does, I'm like taking a picture. Of him <laughs> it. Um, and again, that uh, whole video editor part of me comes out where it's like, I'm trying to find like the right clip or, you know, whatever. Post. So that's a lot of, of him running. Exactly. Yeah. I got to take uh, eight different takes of him running before I find the right one. Um, but he loves it. So it's okay. Uh, my girlfriend is an amazing chef, so uh, just cooking a lot during this quarantine and experimenting with different kinds of foods has been a lot of fun. We've been fortunate enough to eat really well uh, during this uh, shelter in place. Um, definitely trying to 
I always want to do my own video projects, although I'd never fully get around to it. Like I have all these cool ideas, but as far as actually executing on them, that's a different story. Um, yeah, uh, I guess that's it. Trying to exercise more, um, doing a lot of just virtual workout classes. So I guess physically trying to get my body in better shape. And, uh, yeah, professionally just continuing to make videos for Logicate and trying to do season two of our podcast, GRC, GRC and me. Um, obviously with the whole quarantine and shelter in place, that kind of changed up our plans a little bit. Um, so just trying to sure. adjust to the new normal. Absolutely. And on that note, uh, you know, one thing that we're asking all of our guests is what's the most authentic thing that's happened to you um, this week or this month or just in general, what's the most authentic thing that's happened? Uh, it's so tough. Uh, I, my mind automatically defaults to things Rambo does. <laughs> like just uh, like we, you know, my girlfriend and I will be in the middle of a conversation and we're just like talking, talking and we come to a conclusion or we say something like, Oh, so this and this, and then he'll make like a noise, like hmm, or like you know, like he'll just like he's agreeing do something. With you. Cute. Yeah, that he's either agreeing or disagreeing with us, and that just like stops everything we're doing, and we're just like, oh my god, like so, just like a uh, little things he does that it's just so like innocent and pure, and you don't know what he's thinking, but it sounds like he knows what you're talking about. Um, so little moments like that are always um, a joy to see. Absolutely. Especially right now. I mean, that is just, uh, I have five dogs, so I, uh, I, uh, I live on a farm just for clarity before someone tells me I should oh, wow. have five dogs inside. So a lot of them are outside. Um, but yeah, they're it's, I love all of the animals in the world. So I, I can definitely understand the, the authenticity that comes from just an animal agreeing with you or being upset at something you say that's clearly about them. <laughs> Well, yeah, one cute thing you notice he's doing is every time uh, we hug, um, he like jumps on our leg and starts crying because he wants in on the hug. And just like <laughs> we sometimes just do it on purpose just to get him to like, you know, want to join in on the, the love that we have, I guess. It's going to be a very weird classical, classical conditioning that you're doing to this dog. He's going to be right. really upset about hugs in the future. Well, James, I really appreciate you uh, coming on to The Tick. It's been uh, a pleasure to get to know you. I'm so excited about um, some of the amazing things I got to learn about you, um, including your your band, which we're going to link below and, and the Resource Center so that you can see uh, more about the band and listen. They're gonna, you, I'm going to put the band on our playlist so you guys can can check them out. Um, oh, thanks thanks so much for, for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Zachary. This is a nice treat, and I rarely get to be a guest on the podcast. I'm usually uh, arranging for guests to be on our podcast. <laughs> this is a nice change of pace. You are a great guest. Cool, thanks. I started thinking about how James Band serves as this incredible creative outlet for him and the importance of creative outlets for marketers. It's incredibly taxing to have creativity as part of your job. So how do others deal with that? While I was doing research, I came across the Sophisticated Marketers podcast, and they have an episode about exactly this. Jason Miller interviews best-selling author James Altucher about exercising your idea muscles. Check it out. A couple other things. Uh, you talk about another idea here um, is the uh, actually exer exercising your idea muscle. And you talk about um, just getting up and writing 10 ideas a day. And over a year, you'd have 3,650 ideas. And maybe one or two of those would be good. That sounds like a terrible conversion rate, James. Uh, how, how, does this something you practice every day? And, and you know, 10 ideas, how do you keep track of these things moving forward? 
Well, it, it's a great question because, first off, when you write 10 ideas a day, the purpose is not to have 10 good ideas because then you're just going to be overwhelmed. How are you going to execute on all those ideas? It would be impossible. Um, so you really don't even want to have that many good ideas. But what you really want is to – the ideas are, are come – I, I always view it as like a muscle, like there's an idea muscle in your brain. And like any other muscle, it'll atrophy super quickly. So in order to the, – the real point of writing down 10 ideas a day is to keep that muscle exercised and to build it up so that you become not just a, a guy who has an occasional idea, but an idea machine. So you're coming up with ideas all the time. And really the way to exercise that muscle – come up with 10 ideas a day. It might be 10 business ideas, 10 article ideas, 10 book ideas, 10 ideas for how, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, 10 ideas I could write Jeff Bezos so he'd want to meet me. You know, it could be all sorts of things. And again, you don't have to execute on them. You don't even have to look back at them. I, I throw out the ideas after I come up with them, or sometimes I write articles based on them. But the whole idea is not to keep track of them. The whole idea is just to exercise that idea muscle so that when the good idea does come, your your idea machine is ready for it. At the end of every show, we are showcasing the most important part of our show, you. We ask new questions every week, and we want your most authentic answers. We want them in any form possible, audio, video, writing, carrier pigeons, illustrations, anything. We want to highlight you. Email us at thetickatcasted.us, hit us up on Twitter at GoCasted, or hit up our Driftbot at casted.us slash thetick. Last week, we asked what your life's theme song is right now, and we got some jams. At Indie Hannah said her theme song is Dancing By Myself by Robin. Sometimes you just gotta dance, Hannah. We get it. At It's Podcat, yes, that's our podcast said his favorite song was we're all in this together from high school musical before continuing to pine for Zac Efron's affection. I hope this doesn't go on too long. I feel that Zac Efron may be in danger. And for me survivor by destiny's child, because I will always find a way for Beyonce to be my theme song. Stay in the loop by subscribing to the tick newsletter on casted.us to get exclusive content and possibly even see yourself in the newsletter. If you'd like to hear more of the interview from Jason and James, please listen to the Sophisticated Marketers podcast by LinkedIn. This was from Season 5, Episode 2, Creativity, Ideation, and Coolio with James Altucher. You can find it linked below in the related resources. Also, a huge thank you to our guest, James Sarah of LogicGate, our wonderful producer, Holly Pels, our audio engineer, Tommy Nichols, and our brilliant designer, Byron Elliott. Until next week, stay authentic.